Hello, everybody. Welcome to Get the Amazon Advertising Competitive Edge. We are so excited to have you all here today. We're going to be talking about some, some pretty interesting stuff around Amazon. What are sponsored display ads and where do they fit into your advertising mix for Amazon? How to and why you should leverage sponsored display ads? What's next after launching sponsored display? We're also going to get into an introduction into DSP, and we've got an awesome bonus at the end of this webinar. So make sure to sit tight. You do not want to miss this bonus at the very end. It's, it's a pretty cool thing that we're going to be giving out to everybody. So that's exciting. And then also, I just want to call out briefly inside of the chat area, or excuse me, the handouts area, there's a display ads checklist PDF. Go ahead and check out that display ads checklist PDF right now so that you can reference that and uh, get ready for an exciting webinar. In addition to that, you know, keep in mind, we're gonna be doing a little bit of Q&A at the end. So if you have questions, you can go ahead and ask them in the chat area and we'll be happy to keep track of those and then answer any of those questions. We've had a couple hundred people who are excited to join this webinar. We are pumped to have you here today. And what I want everybody to, to think about is, you know, we're gonna be going over these sponsored display ads, but we're also going to be going over kind of like the entire Amazon ecosystem and how they fit into the perfect Amazon marketing mix so that we can grow your Amazon business. We're really excited about it. Let's go ahead and get into this. Hi, everybody. John Lincoln here. If you don't mind, please go ahead and leave us a quick five-star review on wherever you are listening to this podcast. We would really appreciate it. It keeps us motivated. Okay, let's go ahead and dive into today's content. And thank you. First thing, I want to introduce our speakers. We have Samantha Blush, who is a senior Amazon strategist. Uh, Samantha, would you like to go ahead and say hello? Yeah, thanks, John. I'm excited to be here with you and to be speaking to this awesome audience. Uh, so I've been working with alongside Jenny, starting our Amazon depart department here at Ignite Visibility. I've got about four years of Amazon advertising search and DSP experience. So I'm excited to talk about that more today. Awesome. Thanks, Samantha. And we're excited to hear more from you in a little bit. And we also have Jenny, Jenny uh, Silva on, who's our director of Amazon. Jenny, would you like to say hi? Hi. Yes. Hi, everyone. I am Jenny Silva. As John mentioned, I'm our director of Amazon here at Ignite Visibility. Been working alongside with Sam here to build out our department and really make sure that we're offering a whole suite of services on the Amazon e-commerce side. So excited to dive in here and go into more depth of what we'll be discussing today, and then also make sure we're here to answer any questions that you may have Amazon related. Awesome, Samantha and Jenny, thank you for saying hello. Quick poll to start things off. I, everybody use the chat, okay? Use the chat feature. Have you launched sponsored display ads before? Yes or no? Go ahead and put that in the chat. Have you tested Amazon DSP? Put that in the chat. We want to hear from you. Have you done it? Yes or no? You know, the reason we're asking is because we find that these are two excellent opportunities and we want to hear from you, kind of get an idea of who we're talking to and what you have done before. So go ahead and put that in the chat right now. It looks like we've got a good mix. I see some people who have done it, some who haven't. And let's go ahead and get into the nuts and bolts here. So now that we kind of know that it's a mix of people who have and have not, Jenny, I'm going to go ahead and hand it over to you. Let's talk about what and where uh, uh, with sponsored display ads. 
Perfect. And so before just diving into what and where of sponsored display ads, we always want to make sure that whether you're a beginner to Amazon or, you know, you've been doing this for some time that we touch on all the different ad types within Amazon. So we wanted to just call out some of the, you know, the main three types that are there within the ad console side. So first it's going to be your sponsored products. Those are going to be your main ad units. Um, at first it was just showing up at the top of the SERP. Now you're seeing sponsored products throughout Amazon, throughout their SERP, throughout product detail pages, um, things along those lines. So those will be the ones that you see right there at the top of this slide. Then below there will be our sponsored brands, used to be called HSAs or headline search ads. Those are gonna be where you see at the very top of the SERP, um, a really good way to utilize for your branding of your, of your products, and then also a way to get people into your Amazon storefront or to a landing page of that specific product. And then most importantly of what we're talking about today, that's going to be your sponsored display ads that we see over to the side here. Um, typically, you'll see them, you know, with a percentage off for a coupon or a discount. And a lot of times you'll see them on other PDP pages um, and throughout Amazon there as well, both on and off Amazon. So just to kind of dive in deeper of sponsor display, they were formerly known as PDAs or product display ads. Um, they used to only be allowed for vendors back in about 2019. Then they opened them up to both sellers as well as vendors. Um, one thing to make sure that you are aware of, you do have to be brand registered to utilize these ads. Um, so if that's something that you have interest in or want more information, feel free to reach out to us and we can help you with this. Um, but what's nice about this is it allows brands to access Amazon's essentially their self-service display network. So it's a good way to kind of trickle in and start getting used to utilizing display um, before getting into Amazon's DSP. Um, one nice thing with this as well is with sponsored display ads, you can engage with consumers while they're shopping both on and off of Amazon, which is isn't possible with any of their other ad units within there. Um, and then some of the three main targeting types that you can utilize right now are going to be product targeting. So you can go after other products that are similar to your own. Um, you can go after audiences, like the views remarketing. So if you're looking to remarket any specific type of consumer back to that page, and then also after audience interests. So if they're interested in similar products to yours, um, this is a great way to get in front of the right consumer at the right time to get them to purchase your product. And then so for here, um, the sponsored display targeting types. So going a little bit more into depth of these targeting types. So when you're utilizing the product targeting, um, what's really nice and what we see that works really well is you're able to target similar products and categories to your own. Um, product targeting is one of the ways that we've seen the greatest success because essentially you're going after potential competitors' products, showing your product as well. Maybe you have a better price point or stronger reviews um, or maybe a discount. And so that can get the Amazon consumer to potentially purchase your product over your competitors. Also a great way to utilize this is by cross-selling. Um, for example, if you have a complementary product or maybe you're launching a new product and you wanna make sure that you're showing that product on some of your hero listings, it's a great way to add visibility to that product and start seeing, getting more eyes on this new product that you're launching. Um, and then also this is all gonna be on Amazon within the product targeting. 
Another area too below is going to be the audience's views remarketing. So this is going to be essentially your typical remarketing that's within Amazon. Um, beforehand, the other ad units weren't avail available to do this. So that's what makes sponsor display very unique in that aspect. Um, one great way that you can do this is you can re-engage your audience um, of your products or to similar products by this. Um, coming from Amazon, it takes a shopper anywhere from looking at about five to eight different pages before they convert. So by being able to utilize this and grab that consumer's attention at the right time when they're ready to purchase and bring them back to your page, that's where this can become really crucial and very, very beneficial in your advertising strategy. And then also too, with the views remarketing, this is going to be seen both on and off Amazon. And then also the last part at the end, the audience interest. So one thing to keep in mind as of right now, this is only available to vendors, but as we all know with Amazon, they're constantly changing and constantly updating. So this could be available to sellers. And if it does, we will definitely make sure our whole audience here is aware of that. Um, but what's nice about this is you can actually target audiences that fall within a specific interest segment. So if you know that your consumers you know, have certain interests, have certain behaviors, you know, you can specifically get granular in your efforts and go after those. And again, these ads will be showing just specifically on Amazon. Okay, so now we're getting into why and how. And Samantha, we're gonna hand it over to you. Perfect, thanks, John. Yeah, so this I think is really important. Um, with Amazon, we know that they're always rolling out new and different ad types. So we recommend that about 10% of your budget be allocated to testing out these new features and new ad types as they get released. Uh, what's great about sponsored display ads specifically is that it's a really easy introduction into Amazon display advertising. That can sound really daunting to a lot of brands and customers on Amazon, but it's almost essential if you're investing in search advertising that you're also investing in some form of display. Um, so this can help just get your feet wet with this new ad type. Um, additionally, they are really simple and easy to use. Um, they don't require any outrageous sort of ad creative or ad copy. Everything is actually pulled in from your detail page. So Amazon will take your title, your hero image, um, your review count. So there's nothing really you need to get this set up except for you know outlining your budget and your time frame. Um, so like I said, you don't need a large budget to get these running. I believe the minimum spend is $10 per day. So you can start as low as that and grow, grow in budget and spend as you start to see success. Um, like I said, Amazon generates your ad creative, so nothing additional is needed from you, um, which is different from actual Amazon display advertising. And then uh, you also get access to their off Amazon network. So that includes a slew of different websites. At this time, Amazon doesn't share exactly where you're showing up, but you know, as they change and adapt and get feedback that you, we wanna see where your ads are showing up that may become released. And you also have the ability to show up on Amazon's homepage, which is uh, definitely a coveted position and one that you're not able to get access to with any of the existing ad types out there. 
So looking at some logistics about, you know, who is eligible and where these can be run. Um, so you do need to be brand registered as a seller and a vendor to run these. That's essential for running a lot of ad units and getting access into Amazon's different creative assets. Um, so if that's something you need help with, that is something our team can assist with. And then looking at the countries, there are a slew of different countries that this ad type is available in. It's not available in every single marketplace that your sponsor product and sponsor brands are, um, but I, we see Amazon continuing to expand this into different marketplaces. And then more specific to the products, so your product does need to be in stock. If you have any ongoing inventory or stock issues, you may see a lot of discrepancies with your performance for these ad units as they'll stop running if you go out of stock. And then you also need to be in the buy box. Um, that is crucial for all ad units. Uh, you want to make sure that it's a good customer experience and they're getting to your detail page and they're actually able to purchase and not seeing an out-of-stock notification. So I'll run through this a little bit quickly. And like I said before, it is a really easy setup. Um, so really what you want to determine is which of those three targeting types you want to get started with, product, audience, um, those are the main two. And then you want to set your bid level and your daily budget amount. You can take a look at your other uh, sponsor product, sponsor brand campaigns to get an idea of what your, you know, minimum bid level should be. Um, and then setting, you know, a budget that you're comfortable spending every day. Uh, for which product to promote, I would probably recommend, you know, one within your best selling group to get started with at least, and then expand from there. So you can kind of gauge performance on those best-selling items. Um, we already talked about, but Amazon will pull in everything from your detail page. So nothing additional is needed to set it up on your end. And then once you click launch and you're approved, your ad will begin serving. So it's a pretty quick setup. And then looking at what's next after you've launched a sponsored display ad. So it's crucial, um, you can move to the next slide, John. Uh, when launching any new campaign on Amazon, you typically want to let them run for about one to two weeks before making any major adjustments. This just ensures that you're letting the campaign run and begin to learn and adjust to Amazon's algorithm. So, um, you know, really not touching it or tweaking it too heavily before that, that one to two week period. Uh, there are a couple of different reports that you can run to really gauge initial performance. So the advertised product report can show you product level performance. Um, this will show you which ASINs are performing best, which maybe are not performing as well. If there are any targets that you're bidding on that are underperforming, you can actually negatively target them for product targeting sponsored display ads. You're not able to do any negative targeting for uh, retargeting sponsored display ads, but that may change at some point. So you can use that information to better help tailor your, your advertising. Um, there's also the sponsored display target reports, which will show you which target your products bid and converted on, just to help you see where you're winning and where you may not be. And then lastly is the sponsored display purchase product report. 
So this will help get insight into your brand halo sales. Maybe someone is seeing an ad, an ad for ASIN 1, but they ultimately are purchasing ASIN 2. That can help inform you for you know, tailoring your sponsored display ads, but also for tweaking any sponsored product or sponsored brand performance. And maybe even informing you know, future bundling that you might do with your child ASIN variations. And just some pro tips to close out the sponsor display section. We typically see really strong results with product targeting sponsored display ads compared to spon retargeting sponsored display ads. Main reason for that is your targeting capabilities and your audience are going to be a lot broader for your product targeting ads compared to retargeting. Retargeting is essentially just re-engaging people that have already seen you, whereas product targeting is getting you in front of people that are searching your products, but also searching products that are similar to yours in categories that are similar to yours. So your, your reach is a lot broader there. Um, we also definitely recommend and see great success cross-selling and protecting your real estate. So this screenshot on the right is of an Oral-B toothbrush set. And you can see there's another brand, Guru Mu, who's advertising and you know promoting their similar but less expensive product on this Oral-B page to help garner and bring in traffic from people that are shopping from Oral-B. So that's a perfect example of um, more of an offensive targeting strategy. And if Oral-B saw this, what we would recommend is more of a defensive to help keep any potential competitors off of their page. Um, and then something else we definitely recommend and see a lot of great success is if you're launching any new products, we recommend throwing them on your bestsellers detail page just to help gain traffic. We know that those bestsellers are performing really well. They've got a lot of impressions. People are spending a lot of time on those detail pages. And if they're seeing some new items that can help encourage complimentary purchasing and increase their basket value for your brand. Okay, so now we're getting into Amazon DSP. And Jenny, you wanna walk us through it? Yes, so the reason why we wanted to include Amazon's DSP in our sponsor display uh, webinar here today is because we do believe utilizing sponsor display is a way to kind of open the doors into getting you ready and set up for Amazon's DSP. Uh, we talked to many brands that some still aren't even aware that Amazon's DSP exists. And it's an area that's definitely growing and becoming one of the, you know, really bigger advertising um, opportunities within Amazon. So essentially Amazon's DSP, it stands for their demand side platform. It's their own display network. And what's nice about this is you do not need to sell on Amazon to take a part of Amazon's DSP. They like to break it down between endemic, which means you sell products on Amazon versus non-endemic, which means you do not sell on Amazon. So that could be you know, a service offering or a B2B brand, or maybe you have products on your own.com, but you wanna tap into Amazon's uh, inventory and their targeting and things along those lines so you can get into that so if that's something that is of interest of you or you want to learn more feel free to reach out to us and we can set up a brief call to go into more details of how amazon's dsp can work for you 
Um, so what's nice within Amazon's DSP is it allows advertisers to essentially they, they can purchase programmatic ads. Um, so those static ads that follow you around and then also video placements. Um, what's really nice about this is, you know, there's a couple ways that you can get in there. One is you can work directly with Amazon um, and they essentially run the whole program for you and do everything for you. And they have specific minimums that you do have to spend in order to be a part of that program. Or you can work with an ESS. So an agency like us here at Ignite, we have our own seat at within Amazon CSP. Um, what's nice is when you work with us, you know, we have smaller budgets that we can work with you and different kinds of opportunities to make sure that your Amazon DSP strategy is working effectively. Um, and also, most importantly, that we're continuously educating you along the way of how it's working and how it's performing uh, and making changes throughout that flight of DSP to make sure that you know we're seeing success in terms of your DSP strategy. So the three main targeting types of Amazon DSP, we have retargeting, which is what we were talking about with sponsored display as well. And so the difference is there is with Amazon's DSP retargeting, there are a lot more levers that you can pull. There's a lot more visibility that you can see within their retargeting. Um, so that's why if you do have that budget, you know, try and look into that direction to see how that can help within your advertising media mix. Then you can also go after in-market consumers. So those ones that are actively searching for products similar to what you're selling. And then also lifestyle. So this is gonna be really helping with the brand awareness piece, You know, really being able to attract your brand, get your brand noticed, um, more of the top of the upper funnel type of strategies there. And then at the very end here, what we see is What's nice about Amazon's DSP is they don't just only show up on Amazon, um, but they're going to be showing up on Amazon's owned and operated websites, as well as their third-party websites as well. But that's what really sets Amazon's DSP apart from all the other display programs out there is you get to be showing up on things like weather.com, IMDB, Forbes, like the list goes on. Um, so those are just some of the key importance of just Amazon DSP in general. And then perfect. So here is going to be our marketing funnel and where you can really see how and where does DSP fit into your media mix. Um, we'll focus on to this one side here and I'll go from the top to the bottom. Um, with your marketing funnel, what's always important is we want to be consistently filling up that funnel so we can make sure that at the end of the day, we're getting that return. So in the beginning, we want to be growing your brand awareness. That's where you're going to see the in-market and the lifestyle. Here, we're truly trying to attract attention to your brand. You know, make sure that they know who you are. Um, start getting that awareness of this brand since branding is so important. From there, we go down to you know, help increase consideration. Um, we wanna make sure if someone's looking at your products or similar products or competitor products, they're considering your product over your competitors to then get them to essentially purchase. Um, and then as we go down, that's where we're gonna be focusing on the retargeting component where we're going after you know, how to drive these purchases, how to retain past customers. If you've already had customers who purchased from you before, you know, how do we bring them back? 
retargeting is a great option to do that. Um, for example, if you potentially sell supplements, let's say, and they need to purchase those, you know, every 30 to 60 days, this is a great way to utilize retargeting to make sure that we are creating that brand loyalty so you have consistent customers purchasing your products. And then at the very end, it's going to be the purchase segment, which is going to be where we see that that low hanging fruit, um, where we can really get people to kind of move over and at the end of the day, just purchase your product. So that's kind of how we look into the DSP fit. Um, and typically when we work with brands, when we're doing DSP, we'll start from the bottom funnel and work our way up to make sure that we're having a very strong media mix here. And Jenna, you know, one of the things that I see is when it comes to Amazon, a lot of people are just in that middle, lower area, but they don't realize this huge opportunity that they have if they actually use the entire ecosystem um, in order to grow brand awareness, to get out, and even not, not just advertising on brand either, but non-branded and bringing this all together in kind of one integrated strategy. That's how you really get this overall momentum, right? And so that, that's why I think this is such a great slide because in many cases, people are just so siloed into one kind of advertising medium. That's correct. And it's a good point that you bring out because a lot of times marketers or people that are working under the brand, they're so focused on their return and they're only looking at that metric, which is very important. But we also want to make sure how can we make that bigger? And by really focusing on every increment of the marketing funnel here and by growing your brand, in the long run, Amazon is an incremental play. It's not something that you're gonna see success overnight. All those brands that are looking to see how can I make my quick buck you know, really fast, aren't in there for the long haul. Where if you're looking at every single segment and coming into Amazon with a strong strategy, you mm -hmm. will see long-term success. And Amazon could be one of your best marketplace channels if you're really going into it with that mindset. Yeah, it's not really like it was back in the early days where you could just throw up a junky product and try to spam your way to the top. Now we've got real brands on there that are that are competing. And so you've got to got to play the long game. Talk to us a little bit about this slide. So with that, just some of our DSP pro tips here. Um, there could be a lot like we could talk all day about DSP pro tips, but some of the main ones that we wanted to go over just for today is you know, if you invest on Amazon and let's say if you're spending anywhere from 10 to 20K a month, you know, roughly in between there, I would heavily recommend start looking into DSP as well and adding that into your advertising media mix. Um, the more you can diversify where you're advertising, the stronger that your strategy will be um, and the better results that you will see. So if you haven't looked into DSP, this is something that we definitely recommend. Um, whether, like I said earlier, you know, whether you're on Amazon or not, it's something that is incredibly crucial for brands and will only be growing. Because if you think about it this way, around, I think the number's even grown grown um, over the past year, especially, but about two thirds of US consumers, they begin their search on Amazon. And so you wanna make sure that whether you're selling on Amazon or not, your customers are there. So you need to be where your customers are so they can see you. Um, and about one out of two households has a prime membership. So that in itself makes DSP incredibly crucial and beneficial to you to stand out as a brand. Um, with us too, that I called out earlier, since um, as an ESS and for us as an agency, 
we can start with much lower budgets to begin just so you can feel comfortable. I know sometimes people can get a little bit scared as a brand by, you know, the higher budgets that need to start when you're working directly with Amazon. Um, it can be, you know, kind of like a sticker shock, but with us, you know, we can start lower, only focus on, like I was saying, the bottom funnel retargeting. And once you start to see those results and the success, start growing from up there. And then what different differentiates DSP to sponsored display, that's gonna be your creative. So that's where good creative is key. Um, with sponsored display, they're already pulling your creative from your listings, but with DSP, um, there's quite a lot of different creative sizing, different areas because of all the different inventory spots for it. So that's why good creative can really be the final thing that gets somebody to convert. And as you see in this photo that we have right here for perfect size for all dogs, this was actually built in-house from our in-house creative team. So if you do need help with creative, it's something that a lot of brands we've been talking to, they feel like they don't have the time or the resources we're here to help you there, um, where we can build the creative for you. We can help you with making sure all the sizing fits with the recommendations to really truly make sure you have a strong DSP strategy here. So feel free to reach out to us if that's something that you need help with as a brand. And our bonus. So this was something that we wanted to leave towards the end as it's something that's been quietly being changed recently within Amazon. So if you're familiar with Amazon for years, um, their algorithm has been considered and called the Amazon A9 algorithm. And just recently, probably in the last few months or so, it's slowly been shifting over to what they now call the Amazon A10 algorithm. So I'm not gonna go over all of the specific differences because we actually have a blog post coming out here either the end of this week or next week all about this. So we'll make sure to send that all out to you guys. Um, but the most important thing is with the A9 algorithm, um, it would automatically just review product relevancy, examine past search patterns, uh, determine products with a strong sales performance history just to produce your search results. So this new algorithm is very similar to the previous version. However, the main difference here is the weight of the factors it considers. So they're starting to put a stronger weight on other factors to make you successful on Amazon. Um, so some of those that they're doing is truly gonna be focusing on providing consumers with the most relevant search results. So how they do that. And so I'll go into a couple of these here. One of the big ones is just going to be your seller longevity as well as your sales history. So when we're looking at that, what's interesting with that is, you know, you can't, you know, determine like if you've only been on Amazon for a certain amount of time and you have only been on there for so long, obviously that's out of your control. But there's different things that you can control to make sure that you're seen as a strong and healthy seller on Amazon. So that's things like making sure that your product detail pages are highly describing what that product is. So you're not getting a lot of returns. Um, so people, when they are purchasing that product, they know exactly what your product is, which is why Amazon's SEO is becoming increasingly more important. Do we have strong built out titles, descriptions, bullet points? Are we using A plus content to really highlight what our product is? 
to make sure that that consumer is purchasing the right product and not returning it. Um, another part that's going to be really important that they're looking at is going to be everything from your impressions to your conversion rate to your click-through rate. Again, that has to do with, you know, are we having the right titles for our products so people know exactly what it is that they're searching for and clicking through so they're not clicking on the wrong item and then leaving that page. Impressions are becoming a lot higher, so making sure that we are, you know, utilizing the right backend keywords, making sure that we're showing up for the right types of searches because the more your product is being seen and being visible, the higher the likelihood is of that product being purchased. Um, and then one of the big things here that's really important too that wasn't as weighted in the last um, algorithm is going to be off-site Amazon sales or off-site Amazon traffic. Um, like I was saying earlier, since about two-thirds of the US consumers start their product search on Amazon, Amazon's going to be rewarding you even more if you're driving traffic from outside of Amazon. So that could be anything by using influencers or running search ads or using social or potentially if you have blog posts or even pointing from your website to Amazon, any ways that you can think about to drive traffic over to Amazon, they're going to be rewarding you. And then one of the other things that I wanted to call out that's becoming a lot more weighted within the algorithm is going to be the section where will you see right below where it's frequently bought together where you'll typically see about three products that are purchased together that they offer you know these are the ones that are usually purchased together the more that you can get people starting to purchase all of those products again the higher you're going to be seen essentially and rewarded in amazon's ecosystem so that was something that we just wanted to bring up because we want to make more and more people aware of this about how Amazon's consistently changing and they're constantly updating their algorithm. So it's becoming increasingly more important to work with agencies or work with people that truly understand Amazon so you can make sure that you're always in the know of these updates and staying you know, current with your advertising strategy when it comes to Amazon. Yeah, absolutely love this. You know, the more you put into it, the more you're going to get out of it. And at this point, you know, your Amazon profile and store needs to be essentially a full-fledged marketing campaign. So, so Jenny and Samantha, what, what actually goes into that perfect program? For everybody who's listening right now, you know, what do they need to be thinking about to be successful? Walk us through a couple of these important points so they know where, you know, sponsored display, but all these other things fit into the overall equation. Yeah, of course. And so I I wish that there was like one perfect answer for the perfect program of Amazon. Obviously, every brand is different. Every product is different. Every category is different. But if we were to say, you know, across the board to make sure that you are set up for success on Amazon, these would be pretty much the most important details to make sure that your presence is going in the right direction to be successful on Amazon. So the first is gonna be Amazon SEO, which I was talking about with the A10 algorithm, um, making sure that your SEO is strong and optimized and really looking at what that product is, is becoming increasingly more important. There are so many brands that I look at that have you know, great photos or great reviews, but their SEO is lacking. They might have very small titles that aren't optimized, 
bullet points with just a few words and you know a couple of a sentence or two for the descriptions so we want to make sure that you are optimizing your written content and looking at what are people searching for to get to those products so we're making really relevant keywords within your within your pdp pages because all of that is being indexed um, then what's crucial too is making sure that you have relevant back-end keywords I've heard many of times that people are just kind of guessing what they think those backend keywords are. We want to make sure that they're relevant, they're concise, that they really make sense of what that product is that you're displaying. Um, below that is going to be creative. Creative is becoming very important on Amazon since Amazon's really trying to highlight brands. So making sure you're above the fold images are having a nice mix. Um, that's the first thing that people see when landing on your page and you have about maybe five to eight seconds to capture their attention. So making sure that you have a strong first image, utilizing different types of lifestyle imagery, text overlay, videos, all the different things that you can truly highlight that product to get that consumer to, to convert. And again, if you need help on the creative side, this is an area, like I said earlier, where we can help. Um, then below that will be your detailed A plus content as well as the custom built storefront. So one thing to always remember with the A plus content and the storefront, you have to be brand registered to be able to access these. But these are the two areas on Amazon that you have full creative ability and that you can customize and update to your brand and to your brand goals. Um, stores are becoming increasingly more important too because they're essentially your mini website. And if you can build a store with a strategy and get consumers to spend more time on your store, really understand who you are as a brand and look to see at your vast catalog, that's gonna help make a larger purchase and then potentially get a lifetime customer from that. Then moving over to the advertising side, um, what's super cru crucial and I keep kind of hitting this home, you wanna have a strong ad mix utilizing all three types. Yes, we know sponsored products typically perform the best, but if you want to really see success, you wanna layer in those sponsored brands as well as the sponsored display to have that full advertising mix. Um, one thing we've really been seeing a lot lately and an area that we think, you know, we'd love to help brands with is they're heavily spending their ad dollars on branded searches and that's good you always want to you know protect your brand and make sure competitors aren't coming in there with your brand and names but that's not going to get you to grow and not going to get you to grow and see and attain you know more customers so making sure that you're really splitting that up um, with a heavy you know not a heavy amount just on branded queries um, and then below that is going to be the web to Amazon and then Amazon attribution, which Amazon attribution is a little bit newer, but we're getting even more information and insight and data points into attribution, which is really crucial for a marketer. The better data we have, the better data, better informed decisions we can make with that. So being able to understand Amazon attribution and where that that's coming from um, can make you very successful. And then again, at the end, Amazon's DSP advertising. So being able to re-engage and utilize retargeting to bring those consumers back. And then, like I keep saying, you know, making sure that we can find those new consumers, find new, new customers within market and lifestyle, will really be able to tie everything together. 
Thank you so much for going through all that. So everybody, now we're at the Q&A portion and I wanna thank Jenny and Samantha so much for going through all that. If you have a question, you can go ahead and ask and we'll start with a couple of the ones that came in. So Nick asked, what type of ACOS are you seeing with these? Um, so I guess sponsored in DSP. Any, any thoughts around that? And yeah, Jenny? I can see that question. Oh, go ahead. Um, that's, that's definitely a great question. And, you know, there isn't really one ACOS that we're going to see for everyone for these ad types. It's really going to come down to uh, the different targeting that you select, as well as your budget, as well as your products. Um, but we definitely see, you know, if ACOS is your concern, I would recommend starting with sponsored display product targeting ads and layering in sponsored display retargeting ads as well. You're probably going to see a stronger return um, or a lower ACOS for the product targeting ads. Um, but just start slow and, you know, aim low with sort of the competitors that you're going after. Um, we've seen really awesome results. I mean, anywhere from uh, five to one, six to one ROAS, but again, it'll just come down to your your brand, your products and um, you know how, how you're targeting. Awesome. Um, Marissa asked a couple questions. If budget was no issue, would you suggest sponsored display retargeting or DSP retargeting? And what's the typical return on ad spend for DSP retargeting? So you, you touched on that a little bit. Jenny, was there anything else you wanted to add or Samantha on, on those points? Yeah, I think with the if the budget wasn't an issue component, like we all wish budget wasn't an issue and we had all the ad dollars that we could possibly utilize for this because that would be, you know, a marketer's dream. But um, if budget was an issue, I would definitely look at both um, to begin with, because like we say, you know, every brand's different, every product's different. You want to always be testing. That's why we say to save at least 10% of your ad budget. So you can be testing the new units, the new ways of advertising. However, what I would do is I would allocate the majority of my budget specifically to retargeting on the DSP side of things, just because there is more granularity, there's more levers that you can pull, and there's more visibility to what's going on there um, if budget was an issue. If it is an issue, then definitely start on the sponsored display retargeting just so you can start testing it, getting used to that, um, and seeing how that works for your brand and your products. And then once you kind of figure out the right mix for you, then start looking into DSP retargeting. Awesome. Yeah. And one of the things we try to do here with all of our services is create a diversified portfolio of traffic generating, you know, sales, right. And three to five different, you know, ways to, to drive sales um, so that we're not ever leaning too much on one. Next question. Can we target audience lists on Amazon? Say customers um, that have bought from us directly online or offline with rewards program um, before that our current browsing they're asking, can we target lists, email lists? How would you go about doing that? How do, let's talk about audiences a little bit more broadly. Like what is, what is like the perfect audience strategy kind of look like? Um, Samantha, why don't you start on that one? And then Jenny yeah. can ask. Absolutely, that's a great question. Um, so within Amazon Ad Console or Search Advertising, you do not have that capability. 
but with Amazon Display, we definitely have that capability. We're actually in the process of setting that up for one of our bigger clients right now. Um, so we're using all of their CRM lists and are basically uh, going to target people that have come to their website and have left without a purchase of their product or their service um, to really re-engage them and basically follow them around with an ad while they're browsing around the internet. Um, and what's great about choosing Amazon DSP over other DSPs is that you get access to their owned and operated websites. So that's a really long list of sites, including ESPN, weather.com, IMDB, and a lot more. So you get a lot, you're, you're basically, the, the audience that you're getting in front of, they're on a lot more sites and you're able to target them while they're browsing on Amazon, but also off of Amazon. And on top of that too, with the list that's nice is if you have a good CRM list that's built out of, you know, kind of that, I like to call it your zero party data. You know, those are the people that are going to your website. Um, and if you have a decent sized list, we can then create hashed audiences, lookalike audiences based on Amazon's data. And Amazon's been collecting billions of data points of shopping behaviors. So you can go one step further by utilizing those lists, find similar people like them and understand what are their shopping behaviors to make sure that you're super granular in your efforts there, which is not something that you can consistently get on other DSPs. So to Sam's point, if you know utilizing the audience's list is important, then definitely look into Amazon's DSP because you have that access. Um, where just within you know the ad console, you do not have that currently. Who's to say in the future you might? Just like we've said, Amazon's constantly changing and always wanting to make their program more robust. But as of right now, it's just on the DSP side. Great question. As a marketer, I'm a big believer in long windows for retargeting with a lot of the clients that we have on the, on the product sales side, you know, the, the 60 to 120 day window, you see that conversion rate go from, you know, half a percent to 1% to 2% to 5% as people get more and more, you know, they believe more and more in the product, right? So it's, it's very important to take advantage of this now. So next question, Roseanne says, we have about 75% of uh, consumers who are repurchasing our brand. Is DSP retargeting still as important to focus on or move to in-market and lifestyle to get new consumers? Um, who wants to take that one? Anybody have any thoughts? I can take that. So yes, I would say both facets of DSP are going to be essential for you. 75% repeat purchasers is fantastic, but you're leaving that other 25% on the table for other competitors to come in and potentially retarget or target them. Um, so yes, I definitely think re-engaging them with retargeting is essential. And then what you can do with upper funnel strategies like in-market and lifestyle segments is you can negatively target those past purchasers so that you avoid spending any dollars getting in front of them and just reach new audiences who, who haven't seen you before. Awesome. Thank you so much. Everybody, thank you so much for attending today. If you would like to um, learn more about Amazon, you'd like to speak with Jenny or Samantha, please reach out. Sales at ignitevisibility.com. You can just go to ignitevisibility.com also and fill out the contact form. But we really appreciated having you all here today. We hope you learned something. This is really fun for us. Jenny and Samantha, thank you very much. Last question for you. Words of wisdom going into 2021. Jenny, any final thoughts on Amazon that you want the audience to know? Yes. So last words of wisdom with going into 2021, remember incrementality is key. 
slowly but surely you will win the race. This is a marathon, not a race is what I'd have to say. And then also take all of your learnings from last year and how we can apply them to this year and keep growing. Um, Amazon is, as you see, growing and growing day in and day out. So making sure that you make Amazon a friend over an enemy um, will make sure that you are successful on Amazon. And then again, one last thing, utilizing the off Amazon traffic to your listings and your store. I think that's going to be a major, have a major impact and really go up against your competition. So if you need help around that, let us know because we can help with different strategies and tactics within there. Well said. Samantha? Yeah, I think Jenny covered covered a lot there. Um, the only thing I would add is Amazon is not going away. So if you're not already selling on this platform, there's no better time to get in than now. And we're happy to do a free audit of your account to see what potential opportunities there may be and how we can help out. Thank you. Thank you very much. I think the last thing I would say is, you know, there's this opportunity to do it right, right? To not cut corners, to come in with a campaign that's got all the different things working together. That's really where we're seeing the people with the big wins. We hope you enjoyed the uh, webinar today. We'll see you next time. Have a great day, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you.